the first in-person episode of the Thunderstock show, I have my good buddy, <laughs> Kyle the Hammer Hoffman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. How you doing, Ross? Good, man. Kyle's here at the studio slash home gym. We just got a lift in. Kyle, what's new, man? What's going on? Not much. I appreciate you having me. Uh, thought it was a good idea. You hit me up because I was actually looking to inquire or uh, speak with you last night, and I completely forgot. Passed out watching them birds lose and watching the I birds hit you lose. up this morning, and then you you're like, hey, you want you feel like lifting? And I was like, yeah, I'll come up. And you know, lift launch podcast, and I was like, yeah. yeah, I'd be down for any of that. So I've known I've known Kyle since I started Gracie Seven One Seven in 2014, and now we're yeah, man. We're both. Some things have changed. Now we're both girl dads. Yeah. Now we're both old. A lot of growing in a lot in uh, at eight years. A lot of stuff's gone down. So. Yeah. What's this uh, topic of the podcast you want to start? Do you have an idea yet? Or? Uh, not not specifically. I mean, I'm just kind of here for the. Uh, I'm here for the show. Yeah. <laughs> Get some. Depending on, we're just kind of see where it goes. It's uh, fun. I like. I like lifting weights. I was all about that. I don't think I've ever actually lifted with you. Besides at the gym, so. Yeah, that was our first time having a one-on-one bro lift. Um, you were telling me that some of the other guys from the gym want to get in on it and do like a collaboration podcast. And Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I've, that's kind of one of the things I've been looking at here in the past uh, six to eight months. Uh, inquiring about it, seeing exactly what it would take um, time-wise, equipment-wise, you know, Overall cost and those types of things, I feel like um, between some of the individuals and, and people who would be interviewed or participate could be pretty extensive in the all the content just because of there's a wide variety. It could be of like from one extreme to the other, and yeah. depending on the kind of uh, debauchery or and or yeah real quality information. So. Um. I would say that podcasting is similar to Brazilian jiu-jitsu in such a way as like it takes repetitions and repetitions and you know this would probably be like my 81st show and I still feel like I'm a two-stripe white belt or something. Whether that's true comparison or not, I just feel like the more I do it, the more I get comfortable doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't know, man. You, the more you do something, the better you get at it, obviously. Yeah. Uh, or the more consistent you are with it. My... Uh, you know, my kids play sports and those types of things, and my my one daughter plays softball, and but I got I completely, you know, I tell her, like, she's she's gonna have to work for everything just because she's maybe not as skilled as some of the other individuals, so she's just gonna have to work for it, and it seems like, uh, you know, intently, you just it's what you gotta do. You just gotta work at something. You keep working at it, you just it'll whittle away. You're gonna be better at it. You, you know, hard work beats talent. I think to that effect, it is almost a curse to be blessed with talent, natural talent, because for some people, they see immediate gratification, instant rewards without necessarily putting in tons and tons of work so that when they get, I mean, this, I can give you examples of wrestling growing up, friends of mine that have been amazing wrestlers, you know, junior high, elementary, get into high school, don't do shit or they quit. Yeah. And then I have examples of people I know that maybe only started wrestling in eighth or ninth grade and then they go into college. Mike Lambert from the gym. Yeah. Started wrestling in eighth grade. Yeah. Went to college and he was phenomenal his first I mean his first year, I think he had like 
definitely a winning record. And I don't know if he qualified for nationals or it was his brother, Chad, but like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It's sure. one of those things where they never, they weren't, you know, people out develop, the gate. They, they develop later. They weren't, I mean, it's all those things. They weren't yeah. state champs at yeah. second grade. Yeah. You know? Yep. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's just kind of, I mean, I wasn't good at anything. Throughout when I was growing up, like I was kind of like uncoordinated and those types of things. And I just kept like working at whatever I tried to do. Right. I wasn't, I didn't give, um, schooling, I was pretty smart, those types of things, but I just kind of like flew under the radar, but, or excuse me, flew under the radar and I wasn't really talented, uh, athletic wise. So like, I just, I'd play sports and those types of things. I could run. I was a pretty good long distance runner, but I didn't like develop. I mean, I could play basketball. That's primarily what I played when I was a kid and those types of things. But I was pretty good at basketball and I could run forever. I played football in Lancaster City uh, throughout my teenage years, those types of things. Um, but never like really developed athletically until after, after high school, after, you know what I mean? Right. Best years of my life of being athletic or it has been my thirties completely. And yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm not many people can say that. Right. Yeah. And maintaining it into my forties, which yeah. you know, I'm, you know, trying to do right now. That's just kind of, and that was one of the things that we talked about working at it. You know what I mean? You know, the topics of conversation, just from knowing you and what we were talking about before for a valuable brainstorm, as I like to coin the term, one of the things for, for you guys that don't know, Kyle, Kyle is the master at failing and not getting discouraged by setbacks. <laughs> so like definition full send like does not give a flying fuck about like minor inconvenience like I've heard you say yep it is what it is like uh, infinite amount of times it's um so yeah, how does that don't, don't feel like a, how is don't, that a, uh, don't, you know, feel, don't say it as though like um, those that self doubt or any of those things don't exist it's just a matter of how you deal with it how I how I deal with it because honestly for a period of my life, like that's all I lived in. Was all I lived in the self doubt. So like it was so, like consuming mm -hmm. everything, absolutely everything. My teenage years into my twenties, but it like, literally consumed my uh, thought process. Right. Anything that I did, it was. Uh, yeah. So. It was ever present. Up. Oh, yeah, all the time. Uh, so you kind of just made friends with it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I realized I mean, it had to exist. Like, yeah, like, apparently it had yeah. to exist. I couldn't make it go away. It was just, uh, like, I was a, you know, mentally, I was probably a, like a fucking head case, like the beginning of my 20s. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I just kind of figured out how to, like, keep it on an even keel. And uh, I did that through, like, weight training and drinking. So, you know what I mean? It's just one side of the spectrum to the other. It's just... Uh, Anything in between, um, and started training jujitsu. Uh, I was initially sambo, uh, and I wrestled before that. But training and those types of things, I was still like kind of appreciated like being violent and those types of things. So that kind of kept my brain really under control without like being detrimental, like drinking. Right. Or, it was a healthy outlet. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? And I was always just a physical guy anyway. So, I you know, like I said, I like lifting weights and those types of things. It's just had that ability, you know, 
throughout to always have that escape or uh, to go back to mm-hmm. keep you grounded mm-hmm. um i would say that one of the ideas that i've talked with you many 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 times mm-hmm. was your you know whatever belt level you be at jiu-jitsu you're like all right well, i'm a blue belt for life or i'm a purple belt for life. <laughs> you like just kind of like resign to if i don't if i don't get promoted to the next thing that's okay i'm still gonna show up and yeah. not not get discouraged and not do an act for the end result. You do it for the act of it in and of itself. Like when you talk about yeah. you know how go, how drinking would help you keep you grounded, I would say from personal experience, being friends with you and hanging out was like it's hanging out with your friends and making time for like actual like friend relationships. Yeah, you absolutely. Because a lot of people, dude, one of the hardest skills I find now that I'm you know thirty plus, and I've talked to so many people that are business owners. One of the hardest skills is finding and making friends. Yeah, for, yeah. For people, Some people today. they get consumed. You know, they get consumed by what their daily is, and yeah, you know, so that that's, that social atmosphere doesn't really exist. And unless it's you more make specifically a, what they have then going on in their personal life, so and if you don't make a concerted effort to go out and do jujitsu and go out and do mm-hmm. weightlifting, go out with your friends to have drinks or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, you could just fall into the routine of working, family, sleeping, TV. That's it. Yep. Yep. And. um so yeah. balance is, is key. That's not a, you know, that for me, that was never like a real lifestyle style that I could live or lead. That wouldn't, it would be too mundane or boring. Right. I always ha- I would have to have some sort of physical outlet because of, um, I don't know, maybe uh, ADHD or some something like that, whatever. I, like you can keep my att- entertainment or attention Mm-hmm. You know, for that period of time without having to do something different or new. So, uh, I'm not saying that, you know, for me, like I said, we, you know, we have kids. I have kids. You have kids. Uh, being a parent's just like normal. Yeah. I mean, it's just a lesson in value and time management. Yeah. Um, because if you can make the time, like you said earlier, you coach your daughter's softball. Yeah. And you work. Yeah. And you go to the gym and yeah. you make time for friends. Like. Yeah. When I look at, you know, you, people love to read self-help books and love to read um, different ways and philosophies to obtain balance. But mm-hmm. what you basically do is you just like do it. It's yeah. an action. Like planning is great, but it takes out like for a lot of people, unless they're learning how to do a specific thing, reading might not be the answer for them. It could be just go out and go out and do it. Yeah. You I know? mean, and that's, you know, part of. I don't know. That's just always the way I've been. Yeah. It's like I just got to do it. I can't – I'm unable to just sit there and like watch. Right. I can't sit on sidelines. I've always been elbow deep in some bullshit. You know, and then that's right. just the way I'm at. I'm, I'm hands-on. And you just learn from the lesson yeah. versus, you know. That's why I like uh, what you're saying about the belts. And you're right. Uh, and that's kind of, for my reference, what I'm meaning by your statement about our conversation when it comes to belt color and those things, it's like, you just got to kind of appreciate like everything that you have around you. Mm. Like me as a blue, purple, white, anything. Like I got the train. There's so many like good memories. that, Like I have at different times when diff- different belt colors or different points in my life that I've had with so many, you know, different and interesting people when it comes to even like, 
you know, music festivals that just hanging out at a bar with a buddy of mine. Burning bridge. You know, whatever. Yeah, burning bridge. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. uh, stubbies. But it's kind of <laughs> living. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's yeah. It's just like living. You know, and that's kind of. Uh, I'm, it's not like fly by the seat of your pants because I, when I need to be grounded, I can be, mm-hmm. but I don't want to be. It keeps you uh, engaged and excited by life. Yeah, absolutely. Which I think is more so the problem that people have nowadays. If you want to look at societal perspective, mm-hmm. people are just fucking bored. Like yep. they don't have the human really connection. Mundane, really same. They yeah. their outlet is video games or solitary things. Like yep. if you look at these people that are on the news for doing violent crimes. They're not going to jujitsu. Yeah. They don't have a healthy outlet. Like, they don't have their boys to go and shoot the shit with at the bar. Yeah. Or, you know, you don't have to be at the bar. It could be anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Um, yeah. It's really interesting. And that's something, too. Like, even then, prime example of that is, you know, the guys that you see come and go through a gym. A gym. Any, any gym. gym. Yeah. Doesn't matter what kind of gym. But, like, if you hang out there long enough, you know what I mean? You see that door just. Constantly spinning. It's a revolving door. Mm-hmm. You see people come, you see them go. All the time. You develop relationships with the people that are there. You know, like I said, any gym. It doesn't matter what kind of gym it is. Right. Or just like the same thing as you develop relationships with people if you sit at a bar, if that's your hobby. Yeah. You go to like an Elks Club or a VFW. If you do mm-hmm. that every day, well, you're going to develop relationships with the other regulars and then you're going to be right. You know what I mean? But it's, it's back to the point of putting yourself out there. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't know what you're going to like to do. And like, yep. you know, it could be a pool league, like billiards, yep. but like, it doesn't matter. You're still socializing. Yeah. You can throw clay for whom, you know, <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. It's whatever you're interested in. So I think to that point, um, even to draw like a comparison for investing, it's like you pick a lane and you just, Find the one that you like that you're willing to invest in your schedule, and the most important thing is consistent action. Whether because oh, yeah. over time that action will compound and become more valuable. Whether that's and it's just health, whether that's relationships, whether that's just fun, pure fun and enjoyment. But yeah. for me, a lot of it's memories too. Like, yeah. dude, I could I could tell you hundreds. And, I mean, just the amount of sheer amount of times um, that I've gone to a trip I never would have gone to if I didn't have. Gracie 717 or sure. whatever gym it was, like just meeting friends, going, meeting people yep. like, shoot, Andre, Andre Petrosky on the UFC's 4-0. I went with Damian and Joey Best and Kelly um, and a whole bunch of other people were there to Philly to mm-hmm. watch the fights. And, I, you know, John Brennan won the belt that night, right? Mm-hmm. Perfect example. You've known John forever. Yep. And I took a picture with Andre when he won his amateur title. Yeah. And now he's calling out Bo Nickel and he's on like primetime UFC. Yeah. But it's like, dude, all the stuff leading up to that is like equally as cool. It just doesn't get, oh, yeah, it doesn't absolutely. get like the popular, like mainstream yeah. attention. And it, sometimes people see it as being like a chore. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not. Like if you, you, you do something do so long, yeah, if you do something for so long that you've made it this little portion of your life, like it's not a chore. It's like your life. Mm hmm. So it's you don't even think of it like that. Like in the beginning, it might seem like it's just this huge pain in the butt or inconvenience. Even to go to the gym, you know, lift weights or any one of the types of gyms that you go to. But like if you do it for so long, it's not even seemed as or perceived as the same thing. Like you're a year from the time that you start, you won't think of it the same way. It won't be this chore. It'll be like a part of your life. Mm-hmm. You do things for so long, it just becomes accepted. 
you know. It's funny that I had an experience. I'll just see my experience yesterday going to open mat, rolling with Randy Myers and John Brennan. I'll use Randy as the example. It's like when I first started jujitsu, everything was brand new. I didn't know what was going on, and a higher belt was just likely to you know kick my butt and kind of had that post college wrestling like ego thing of like just trying to muscle through it, not tapping and being real competitive. Oh yeah. And now it's eight years later, maybe nine years later. And I'm got submitted in 15 seconds. And I'm like, I'm glad that that it was a better reward of getting my butt kicked. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah. It reminds me that it still happens. You know what I mean? Like having those setbacks, there's like, I was talking with a guy, uh, a friend of mine, Jeff Giannakovo, He's actually in a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu purple belt underneath Shane Mock. Okay. And uh, from way back. Up here in Newmanstown? Way, like this was oh, okay. like 2012 he stopped training. So oh, he was okay. like an OG. But Jeff was telling me that, you know, he misses Jiu-Jitsu for the same reasons. But he goes, in business, I have like 500 or 600 five-star reviews in a row. I'm just waiting for somebody to give me a one-star just to spice things up. Yeah. It's like that same concept. Sure. Like it kind of get, would get boring if you're always winning. Yeah, yeah, dude, you can't be great all the time. No. I am like, I've like never, like for myself specifically, but like I've never been great right. at anything. I've, there's been times that I've tried to achieve that. Right. But I've never been great. So I've had, you know, you got to kind of accept like where you're at in the food chain. Yeah. And be competitive there just by showing up and doing yeah, like what you, you can you know you just do the, you just keep working on it it doesn't matter otherwise i don't think the result matters i mean it it matters i mean it matters if you if that's it, how you make depends. your money if that's if that's but what someone's ambition is or their livelihood or whatever like yeah obviously gordon ryan being the best most competitive nogi jiu-jitsu guy in the world that's great like that matters that he sure. has his records or like michael jordan or whatever yeah but like when you look at the entire bell curve of people that compete, that's a yeah, like a one percent, like yeah, less than you're that. not, you know what I mean. And then you have the the next twenty percent, and then you have like everybody else who's like right there in the middle. You know what I mean? The the forty to seventy percent who win a few matches here and there, and then you have everybody under that, which is probably the noobs, so mm-hmm. or newer, inexperienced. You know what I mean? Right. Whatever. So that's what, just kind of. Is what it is. Yeah, that's. So, what would you say, Kyle, is the most important lesson that you've learned from starting jujitsu? Probably what twelve years ago, longer. Two thousand six. Sixteen years ago. Yeah. I I had like a year and a half off. Throughout, I right. took one year off. Um, and then injuries too, but they were never like. Um, I don't know. I kind of like, uh, I didn't quit a lot in my twenties, but, uh, I kind of didn't want, wasn't willing to put in the whole, like a hundred percent to something, give it my all actually, or just commit to it a hundred percent. I always kind of half-assed weight training. Uh, I was kind of half-assed just about everything I did, even school, even college, but I did well. Um, but half-assing it got me C's, which 
C's are fine. I mean, get they get degrees. Yeah, yeah, right. You know what I mean? You don't have to be great. But uh, I think um, jiu-jitsu definitely made me realize that I need to be consistent. And dedicated to a long process. It's not it's not a short term goal. Like it's not a short term gig, dude. No, it's not a That's how investing works. Yeah, like it's not. I have to you know and I even get kind of um I get caught up in that even now. Uh for some sort of like uh short term gratification yeah. when it comes to those things, but like it's the long haul. You know, that's really like a lot of what I learned. One way or the other, I mean, besides dying, I assume that I'll be a black belt someday. Right. You know what I mean? A long enough timeline, yeah. Yeah. I mean, anybody should be. If you keep training. Sure. You would think that would occur, so. Dude, uh, I just, uh, it's funny you you make that point about consistency over time as like the one thing you've learned. Because when I listened to Hicks and Gracie's book, Breathe, fun, great audio book. Yep. The very ending is when he gets his, his red belt or his coral. I think his red belt. Okay. And he basically said, no, I'm not ready. He was like 60 years old, 62 years old. And yeah. he's been training his whole life. Yeah. And he goes, I'm not ready for this belt. Yeah. So it never go, like, doesn't matter where you are. Like Hicks yeah. and Gracie's arguably one of the greatest com- competitive, competitive jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu guys, guys ever. Yeah. And he is 60 years old. So he's got almost 60 years of experience because he's out of the womb. They started training. Sure. And he goes, I don't deserve this belt. I'm not ready for this. So it's like, does that ever really go away? I think that that quote there in that book, there's a lot of other good shit in that book, but that quote there to me is just like, oh, okay. Like everyone has this quote unquote imposter syndrome. So you've, yeah. you've made it. Be, but the thing that like for me it, that I take away from that is like it doesn't matter what I think about my own self, whether I overinflate the importance or ability right. or I have this self-doubt. It doesn't doesn't matter either either way. Right. It doesn't. <laughs> and uh, so and it'll it, it shows if you are around the same individuals of that level mm-hmm. your knowledge base and if you're actually good enough is will be shown because being around those same people those individuals that are just as talented if not more talented than you right. are really are going to Put you in your place, mm-hmm. so but they would expect you to do the same. Well, yeah, right. But then, if you're really analyzing you as an individual, you're gonna know whether or not you're you belong in the same group. Then, if, you know whether it's business, color belt, jujitsu, any and all uh, hobbies, people, or, you know, uh, any sort of knowledge base. Uh, activity like I can't sit here and you know talk about you know history with a history professor at a you know some huge college I mean maybe to an extent but like you're gonna obviously hear their dialogue is gonna be way more educated than what mine is Mm -hmm. you know so they're obviously on another level but uh, you find that in various areas of business uh, jujitsu because you know, my friends, you and I, any and all the guys we train with, it doesn't matter. They're all like their niche thing or whatever things that they're into are not necessarily the same as any other individual. So they're obviously more educated in those areas. 
or they're better at those things. It's funny that the comparison between jujitsu and business is, I think, ever present because I've kind of committed to both of those in the last 10 years. And the concept that I've been diving into in the last year and what I've committed to is this idea of mastermind groups for mm. business. So what it is is like business owners that come together for the cause of helping one another achieve what they want in business. Yeah, sure. It's yeah. the same thing as a jiu-jitsu gym. Mm -hmm. Just different goal, right? So the goal in jiu-jitsu, I believe, is to kind of master your yourself, um, to master your own uh, physical, yeah. mental, spiritual, yep. like – because obviously you're training with another, so iron sharpens iron. You're trying to be your best, like the best you can be. And in business, it's just like you're trying to master your business. And like the the idea came from Napoleon Hill, who wrote "Think and Grow Rich" and "Secrets of Success," like one of the original like business self help authors. Mm -hmm. And he created the idea of a mastermind as like the ultimate hack because one person can't know or do everything, but a collection of people that has different varying skills and ideas and backgrounds and resources oh, pulled yeah. together can move can absolutely just move mountains yep um so the universality of lessons in jiu-jitsu is something that um obviously I think a lot of it's more mental way more. than it is physical totally i mean i'm in anything it's more mental than physical it's whether like you it's all decision making like there isn't anything besides like stress you know, weight training Besides, sure. you know what I mean. Besides, like all physical activity, an extremely physical activity. Sure. Most of it's just mental. Like who can do this double like the fastest, or who can yeah who, who can sink the tightest guillotine? It's like you're practicing different ways. There's so many different ways to guillotine. There's so many different ways to yeah. accomplish a thing. But to your point, um, why do you see these tech entrepreneurs like? You know, you see Tom Hardy getting a blue belt and being competitive. You see Mark Zuckerberg, the founder of Meta and Facebook, training jiu-jitsu. It's like, why are they doing that? Because at a certain time, these people that have, you know, brain in a vat, there's these super geniuses, understand that there's a physicality and prim primality to human existence that cannot be ignored. Mm -hmm. And the most civilized and effective way, I think, to instill that lesson into people today is jiu-jitsu. Yeah, that I've experienced. No, Absolutely, I mean, there, could be samba, there's could a be... way and all grappling. Sure, of course. Uh, you know, you want to because that. I mean, above all, dude, grappling makes a man out of anybody. <laughs> Just being able to take the physical abuse, and right. then mentally have to go through it, and then to be competitive, and then to have that only being a portion of like your skill set. Say MMA, then mm -hmm. you know what I mean. It's just. It's demanding physically, which makes you actually mentally work and mentally, mentally tough, you know, um, and the guys that are really good at it are the ones that are mentally and physically like dialed in and they're like perfect almost a hundred percent of the time, you know, they're trained. They typically, there's that, that goes back to, you know, working hard rather than being talented. Like you just... You train constantly, mentally and physically. Like you watch film. Like it's just like any other professional athlete or any of all of those things. You watch film on things that uh, you're not good at. You know, I mean, you watch film on obviously your opponents or any of those things if you want, like scouting. But like you get ready mentally. You know, even you know, uh, you know, breathing cycles, reading books like you're saying about Hickson. Those things, but mentally and physically. So, 
I would say that the definition of hard work versus the definition of talent, to slow down and say, I would define talent as a innate characteristic or trait, whether that could be intelligence, that could be height. This is an attribute that on paper someone possesses. Mm-hmm. That someone um, else speed, is saying. Right. Yep. That someone else subscribes. Like, yep. Right. Because I'm five foot seven, five foot eight in a good day, and I go to like Cambodia and they're going to look at me as tall. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> but you're not necessarily talented, but they're going to see you're right. <laughs> so, but I think hard work is a, is defined. There's different definitions of work, right? So, <laughs> it's either physically moving something from point A to point B, a distance, mm-hmm. or it's it could be time uh, invested on a task, mm-hmm. or you know, from a mathematical perspective, it's uh, effort times leverage. Mm-hmm. What, whatever, however, we want to mm-hmm. define hard work, it doesn't matter. I, I think that. Jiu-jitsu, to simplify what I think hard work and that means, is it, the belt system, I think it was designed, and I could be wrong, is just from my limited halfway perspective, to teach you different lessons for different people at different stages. So like for me, my lesson at White Belt was to calm down and like learn jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Like don't don't just wrestle, don't just try and muscle everything. Like learn what this means, jujitsu means. Mm-hmm. At blue belt, my I think my lesson was um, like learn your game. Like what is your game? Develop a game for you. Yeah. And in order to do that, you have to go through all different scenarios and levels oh, yeah. and different looks of what a game is. Yep. And I don't understand. I don't know yet because I'm not a brown belt or a black belt. What the transcendence is but i think it's just further refining and refining and refining through hard work of like both depth and width broad knowledge so mm-hmm. that you can give back because a lot of jiu-jitsu that i find that's like the most rewarding is if i can share it with somebody else or i can help train somebody else yeah or they and they and you do that and they understand it yeah <laughs> like you don't really know something it, until you can communicate it <laughs> yeah I, which is very true yeah very true uh, I do enjoy that a lot. More specifically, just sitting here as a, like a lonely purple belt, lowly, not lonely, lowly. Right. right. You know what I mean? Because I've been I don't know purple belt. I think 2018. Uh, I was blue belt for like five years before that. Um. And a white belt. Like while I was in college and yeah, just a lot of shit. But I don't know. It's like I kind of knew a lot of it or learned a lot. Learned a lot at blue belt. Being a blue belt for five years is a pretty long time. Um, but I did a lot of like cool stuff at that time. Um, that really helped. Like I was kind of a nut job that time. And, Married in those times. There's a lot of things going on in my life at that time, and jujitsu kind of helped me there. And well, when you say nut job, do you mean like you were all over the place yeah. as far as like, yep. yeah, you were, I won't say just permanently distracted, but you were going from this to that. To well, this yeah, to that. I mean, I had kids, like new kids, house, dogs, you Wife, know, married, job. Like, yeah, like I had all these other things going on. Yeah. But I was like pretty fortunate at that time then to like, this is like pre-COVID and all those things. So those 
that time from like 2014 until you know 19 or 2012 until like 19 dude I'd go to seminars and my training partner would be Damien you know, know what I mean I know and it was awesome cause then we'd just like talk about jujitsu and like just I had that experience one time having him as uh, because he's a you know pretty well rounded jujitsu practitioner you know what I mean well, and he also super intelligent. Front loaded his experience doing eight hours of jujitsu every day. Yeah, exactly. So if you're doing fifty six hours of jujitsu a week, yeah, you compound that hard work very quickly. Absolutely, you know. Yeah. So, you know, in that regard, I was very fortunate, and I, you know, like I, I've developed a really good. Him and I have a really good personal relationship too. He's not just my instructor, but um, through those years, like I had to the opportunity to just learn so many different uh, positions, move techniques, whatever it is in any seminars, but then having Damien have the, you know, contribute uh, to my development right. was great. And that's kind of, uh, it's kind of how I looked at like my growth through like blue belt and being there that long. Purple belt is kind of the same, um, but I think it's more compounded. Like you can go farther into the move uh, or the technique scenario. You can go five, six moves in. You got one to move off of another. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different things that I do, and I don't want to do them. You know, do them from different sides, from left hand to right hand. So the ability to like. Your whatever you've grown, it's compounded, uh, or it's added another layer, or three. Mm-hmm. You know, moving into the purple belt and being more of a high level purple belt or any of those things. But the knowledge, like I can, there's things that I do from a lot of positions. That they're they got K guard and all these really ridiculous names now. It's like I didn't call it then. Like I, you know, I was doing this thing like five years ago or eight years ago. Mm-hmm. That was a technique then. Like jujitsu, <laughs> you can only get in so many different positions. You know what I mean? They just break them down. Or I love the analogy between jujitsu and playing guitar. <clears throat> there's five string. There's five strings. There's infinite ways to express those strings. Sure. It's kind of like jujitsu. Like there's a certain amount of places you end up, but the transitions yeah, and like the movements and reactions amongst that is like almost infinite yeah it's uh really interesting how that works so kyle what's um i guess if you could go back in time to give yourself a hack or a golden nugget or a a time machine uh advantage and say hey kyle at 18 here's what i've learned in like a short sentence what is your uh you know your wisdom your golden wisdom nugget uh Man, I don't know. Uh, dude, honestly, like, I don't... I mean, probably the only thing I regret was not being going to college right out of high school. But I worked a year and then went to college. So, like, I was kind of still okay ahead of the game. I mean, I feel as though it helped later. Um... I've always kind of done everything that I've wanted to do. 
from an early age, from being a, uh, me and my sister, a single parent household. Mm -hmm. My mom was always working, so my sister and I were always uh, home alone, any and all those things. So I've been home alone trying to not survive, but like we've been, uh, that's the way life was until, you know, my 20s or whatever. So, I mean, I kind of feel like uh, it's more or less what I figured out is to just keep doing what I'm doing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, what you've learned when you were a kid and survival skills and going through high school and all these things, it didn't turn out half bad. Mm -hmm. So just keep going with what you're doing. And don't die <laughs> in the process. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, stay alive. You know, like live to fight another day. I've, uh, yeah. uh, I've definitely, you know, had some... I mean, just recently, yeah, that almost motorcycle accident. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's another time that I almost died in my life. But there's been three or four. Yeah. So, and I'm not, I'm not dead yet. No. But I'm saying... Still lifting like, weights. Could be a lot die. worse. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just... Life is uh, pretty precious, so... You know, keep moving on the track, but... Keep moving. Yeah. That's probably it. Cool, man. Well, hey, thanks for coming out today for the podcast. I'm going to wrap it up. And uh, until next time, you guys, if you like this random brainstorm with me and Kyle on a Tuesday afternoon, <laughs> share it with your friends and let me know if you want to be on the show. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah, thank you, Ross.